The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Und was der Fichtel uns jetzt gleich sagen wird, das werden wir uns anhören mit von der Party die Woodies. We regrettably interrupt fishing with guns with this special news bulletin. Kevin Gassman. A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, your pregame announcer, your pop scene sensation, Gassman. Gassman. One of the carbon blobs from Sanger 7G. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. Yes, and good afternoon to you, good afternoon, good Saturday day to you as well. It's 3.03 on this VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. You are now going global with gas. Man, hanging out with you for a couple hours. A little aliens coming up in a bit as well. Heidi Gad is here. She's playing engineer for the moment. She's in the other room making sure we sound good. Uh, but we're, we are really going to get into the extraterrestrial rock show as we have uh, one of the members of Grey Days with us who are going to be doing a reunion show in September. And it's a, it's quite it's causing a quite of a stir as well in the music world. So we'll discuss that with him. Mace Byers is his name. Did I say, did I say that correctly? Like the pepper spray. My mother had a sense of humor. Yeah, Mace. <laughs> Byers. Mace Byers, okay. What pepper spray is that? Oh, Mace, yes, okay. It's what police like to use. <laughs> right. You know, right. Yeah, okay, but then... Or ex-girlfriends, you know, like, depends on <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious. situation. Right, exactly. What was going on when you were born at that time? Was Mace needed? Is what I want to know. Well, uh, <laughs> she, she got it from a book. It means warrior. Does it really? Yeah, she likes M's. My okay. sister is Margot, Mace, and she married a Mel, and my first dog was Max. I could keep going, but we don't have enough time. <laughs> What's your middle name? <laughs> no middle name. I got ripped off. Yeah, yeah. No, no really? None? Yeah, none. Interesting. I don't really find too many people without a middle name. Heidi, what about you? Um, Jeremiah actually doesn't have a middle name. Ah. Really? Yeah. He has two last names. Does he really? Yeah. How's he, how does that happen? Because <laughs> uh, uh, he's adopted. Okay. So he kept his mom's name, and that became kind of his middle name. Oh, and then his new, you know, his adoptive father's last name. With a name like Jeremiah, you could just go by Jeremiah. Right. <laughs> that's it, right. Yeah, that's that's not, what is that short for? Biblical. <laughs> <laughs> it's not short for anything, though. No. You can only shorten it. <laughs> I know. Like Maya. Well, it's like my name, Kevin. There's no, there's no short. I mean, Kev, yeah, but not really. Uh, it's Kevin. That's it. Yeah. I mean, there's, no, there's no shortened version. It's not short for anything. The only problem I have with my name is everybody says, is that short for Mason? No. No, no, I'm not Mason. even spelled no. closely to that. Like, right. how do Mason, you even? Yeah, they could. 
But it is a cool weapon. You know, my age, I don't know if you, if you remember <laughs> when right. I was a kid, that Mason Reese kid that, I don't know what the commercial was for cereal or something. He looked really funky, but it Mason, yeah, I'm showing my age. For no, me. I'm Move curious on. about which, which one you're talking about. He's some, it was some funny looking kid on TV, like with some <laughs> kind of cereal. Or, oh, give it to Mason. He'll like it. Oh, uh, you're talking about life cereal. Yeah. <laughs> give it to Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. Okay, but I think his name was Mason Reese. <laughs> oh, really? And so. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, and he looked kind of like an oompa. Like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> don't, don't put me in the same category. I'm, I'm curious. Why, why would that guy, why would a kid named Mikey have to go under a different alias is what I want to know. Couldn't they just use his real first name? Because who likes the name Mason? I don't, <laughs> does anybody out there have the name Mason? You know, sorry, but um, I feel bad for well, you. Well, you mentioned you know Mace being the pepper spray and also Mace being a weapon way back in the day. Yeah. Interesting that that word has been used for two different weapons now. Now, I, I have a mace tattooed on my leg and I when I the weapon with the, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah when I swing my leg you could see the with a Celtic <laughs> chain at the ball oh really swings yeah nice man it's a functional <laughs> tattoo uh, which was actually <laughs> done at club tattoo which is part of the reason why Grey Days <laughs> is see get, how I slid that I, I love it man it ties in all together because that's the reason why you guys are getting together um, Grey Days now you guys started off in the early 90s here in Phoenix Arizona yeah it was uh I think I got out here in about 94 from L.A. I came out here with some gentlemen, uh, Jim Torgerson and David Seven. They uh, were opening up uh, the electric ballroom, and I worked for them on the strip as a stage manager, and uh, they gave me an offer to come out there and be their production manager. And uh, I got my little car and just came right out. Right on. Was Phoenix, as far as a part of the place for music goes, you know, this is the time where I guess the refreshments just came out a little bit and the Jim Blossoms and, you know, maybe a few other names are coming out from this spot here in Phoenix. Was there any kind of a buzz about the place at the time? Well, you know, the situation in 94, 95 was was quite different than now. You know, um, now if you're in Nebraska... It doesn't matter because of uh, social media and the web. You pretty much can get it together from anywhere. If you're uh, media savvy, you know, you can get some action. Uh, From the 80s and so on, uh, when I was playing, first record, I was about 17, I did. uh, There was a hot spot and it would change. You know, it would go from the East Coast. uh, Then then it's hot in L.A. um, And then it was hot in London back in the day when... when, uh, uh, Brian Setzer and the uh, Straight, Straight Cats, Cats yeah. got you know. Be- so I, I went from you know Jersey to London, and then next in the '88 or '85 or so, uh, the next maneuver for me was L.A. And the next thing going on because of the gin blossoms and things uh, was Tempe, Arizona. So I was like, whoa, you know, a I got a great gig, you know, helping run a large concert venue, and b there's a music scene out there. Right. So I headed out there. Interesting. Now, as far as the place goes now, because right now we are pretty much, uh, you know, one of the largest cities in the country now. You know, back then, not so much. As far as the music, ce- the music scene goes or went back then, were, was it pretty a wide variety of places or was it pretty much only a few handful of, uh, handful of venues that really were the, the places? To there, was, there was a lot of great local clubs. Uh, one that sticks out was a place called Big Fish Pub. Yeah. A buddy yeah. of mine, uh, Donnie. Uh, always ran that club really well, um, and then there was a you know the the smaller places on Mill Avenue and and, and things. Uh, Hollywood what, Alley. Hollywood Alley. Yeah. One of my other favorites. Loved playing. I've been in numerous bands playing there. Um, the thing that that David Seven and Jim 
Torgerson and, and I kind of brought to the area uh, was this medium-sized venue. So if you're on your way up or on your way down, you know, 1,500, 2,000 people, that's where you played. Right. You know, they bought a $10,000 curtain. Um, they actually had me MC. So if there was local bands playing, literally, we'd open the curtain, I, you know, I'd stand there and I'd kick up the <laughs> crowd. We brought kind of the Hollywood vibe uh, to Tempe and really created a, a pretty big stir. Right on, man. Did you know that place is like a school now? You know, it, it's cool <laughs> because it's for the arts, right? Right. So, you know, there's a lot of energy in that building. Let me tell you. Um, what went down in that club when the doors closed? <laughs> right. You know. Uh, I've, well, I'm, and I'm that's familiar. where I met Mace, everybody. Had, oh, really? <laughs> a funny Jeremiah funny had noth- nothing like that, though. Nothing like <laughs> that. <laughs> well, I, I have a f- <laughs> <laughs> My familiarity is from uh, 97 when I moved here, and Big Fish Pub was one of the, one of the spots. Nita's Hideaway was another spot mm-hmm. that we, we went to and, and back then. But I didn't get into the music scene until around 2000. Uh, five or 2006 until I started seeing the clubs and being around everything so you know we do have a great scene here and it's been pretty steady for a long time you know for you guys now gray days you know having your you mostly the late 90s is when you guys put out your your music right yeah about 97 94 97 the couple cds right uh, came out I'm on uh, the latter one which is uh, no sun today Okay, yeah, the second album, right? Yes. Right, exactly. So now you guys are getting together. Uh, now, this band, Grey Days, if people are listening in, this was uh, Chester Bennington, who's with Linkin Park. Uh, this was his startup band. This was his first band, right? Yes. Uh, uh, the drummer uh, and uh, founder of Club Tattoo, which I actually kind of kick-started it with him uh, back in the day, um, and then I fell off partying a little bit too much. I never finished anything. But um, he... He had uh, wanted to play drums and stuff, and he was, you know, both pretty young. And they had a little band called uh, Sean Dowdell and Sean Dowdell and his friends. <laughs> and eventually they said, Well, you know, it was a joke because they couldn't think of a name. And I got this locked in because, by the way, I, I just, Sean Dowdell, who's like a, a just a, a mogul now, um, <laughs> recently put out a book called Tattooed Millionaire. And, uh, you know, he said to me, uh, I was talking to him on the phone, he goes, well, you know, not a lot of, there's some unflattering comments in there about you, May. So I go, that's all right. So I said to myself, I'm not going to read the book. I don't want to get any <laughs> resentments with the reunion, you know. <laughs> and so, of course, I know I had six hours to drive from L.A. to here. I go, I'm going to get the audio book. <laughs> listen to it. Nice. So I listened to it. So now I know that, I, you know, because a lot of the fans knew the backstory is better than me because I didn't really, you know, exactly how did those two got together. Oh, I got you. But that's how they got together. Uh, they And they changed the name to Great Ace uh, because uh, that's what they came up with. And uh, so Chester was, I mean, young, young. I mean, I think he was around 18 or so when I joined the band. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So and pipes, man. Pipes. <laughs> You know, I mean, once in a while you hear somebody at that age and you just, they stand out and, you know, you got to g- grab that talent when you can. Some, a, a voice like that, either you have that or, or you don't. Sure. You know, like a Chris Cornell, maybe right. rest in peace, you know. You just have that. Just that you can't teach that, you know. Right. And I think that's what we have with a few other artists we have, uh, yeah. we've had on the show before. But I, I, yes, absolutely, man. You can just tell when it's really ingrained or at least it's part of who they are as a person. Uh, you're, like, you're meant to be this. You're meant to be a singer. <laughs> you're meant to do this. Yeah. And, you know, Chester's a deep cat. I mean, he's, uh, you know... Uh, I'm not going to say sensitive, but a very emotional. He taps into that emotion, even at that age with right. his lyrics and stuff. And, 
just amazing artist. We'll have to ask him what he thinks about aliens too, maybe. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we have Mace with us here, Mace Byer from the band Gray Days. Again, this show is going to be happening September 22nd. Is that right? 23rd. September 23rd. 23rd. Excuse me. Uh, let, me say, let me say that again. Okay. Uh, you, you're, you got a big uh, reunion happening September 23rd at the Marquee Theater. Yes. And also on the band on the bill is a Catastro. Catastro. Yeah. They're managed by Twelve Twelve Management. Uh, I just recently saw their new. A video release and it's a great band, great songwriter. Yeah. So it's going to be a blast. And they have roots here in Phoenix. I believe so. Yeah, they started up in Tempe, moved to California, and pretty much refined what they have, and now they're touring and doing things. So yeah, they're doing really well. Yeah, that's a great lineup, man. So let's play a song. We'll come back and then maybe we'll get into some of the uh, alien stories. And I know you said you might have a few here. Oh, I do. I do. You ready to yeah. share some yeah. of them? Oh yeah. So let's play um, this one here, uh, the Down Syndrome. And the reason why I picked this song, yeah. one of my favorites, uh, but you know, recently. Uh, if anybody out there is interested in what's happening, uh, you know, you got uh, Instagram is the uh, at the real gray days or hashtag, you know, at the real gray days. Twitter's the same thing, the real gray days. And of course, we have a, a Facebook site, uh, gray days for everything going on. So we've been asking fans what are their favorite songs. And this is this makes, you know, they, are, they like a lot of the songs, but this is uh, definitely in the top five for most people, so I figured I'd pick it. All right. All right. Well, let's hit this up here. It's the let's Variety Channel on uh, voiceamerica.com, and you are going global with gas. Man. Yeah.
bass. That's <laughs> a bass buyer. He's the bass player from Grey Days right there. And the Down Syndrome is the tune. And uh, any any chances of renaming that? You know, because politically correct these days, people not going to oh, be happy with. You just read my mind, yeah. man. I was yeah. like, Can you really say say the Down, the Down Syndrome? syndrome uh, <laughs> um, it's it's. I, I don't know, man. It's called the special song. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, like, you know, like, even the word, like, gay, you know, used to be friendly I mean, happy, right? I mean, happy, it's yeah. in the fucking Flintstones. Oh, it's, it's all over my sheet music. Like, when right. I'm teaching a kid and it's like, you know, play the, you know, it'll have, like, the mood you're supposed to put it in. And it'll right. literally say, in a gay mood. And the kids are like, um, Heidi, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm like, shut up and play. The right. song's called Light in the Loafers. <laughs> 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 I just think we should bring we should be able to <laughs> we should be able to bring back the word gay for what it really means. Lame. <laughs> that's gay. Yeah, you know, because that's when I was a kid. That's what it but what the, meant for us, and we didn't really use it as a derogatory. Yeah. Uh, right. Re- remark as far as your sexual preference. Right. Like, don't you know? Don't be. Gay. That's gay, man. Right. You know, I'm not touching that part of <laughs> like if I, if I said that shirt <laughs> there's no field is it really I don't care man. <laughs> I don't know what that weird bump is just you know, <laughs> that's your thing right exactly I'm saying this it seems like there's a theme already today with the show of uh, words that can mean a few different things like your name Mace you know has got a few different meanings to it you know and the word gay does as well and fag and all these words that you're not supposed well, to say you know, anymore I, I lived in london so the word fag is you know it's a cigarette it was tossed around a lot yeah right you heard it a lot yeah yeah that's what you got a fag mate right no i'm poorer than you you give me a fag <laughs> i'm bumming pints here marquee <laughs> nice man and by the way, the Marquee Theater is going to be the place to be September 23rd and it's Grey Days Reunion. And it's a conjunction with the tat- with a Club, Tattoo. Club Tattoo. It's a, So Club Tattoo has these reunion, uh, has these anniversary events. You know, uh, Sean likes to put on these big uh, production things. And this one's going to be uh, extra special. A, uh, Donnie, uh, the guy that you know runs uh, the Marquee from... The Big Fish Pub, it's his birthday. Oh, so okay. now it's Donnie's birthday. It's our <laughs> 20 year anniversary. Like, I'm about to leave here to go rehearse with guys I haven't played with in, I don't know, 17, 16 years. Um, so it, it's a big deal, you know? And, right. they, and there's going to be, uh, for anybody coming out or, or th- considering coming out, uh, the production level of this event is going to be off the hook. Okay, I'm not going to tell you exactly what's going on, but as far as, uh, you know, lighting and things happening for this event, it's going to be uh, spectacular. Awesome. I'm stoked. Yeah, obviously sounds, I'm going. That sounds really cool. I, I want to go now. Um, is, is tonight actually your first rehearsal? Today's the first Today? rehearsal. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of getting our feet wet. All right. And uh, we did add, we're adding a second guitar player for the show. Okay. Now, um, what's occurred also through this event, uh, there's a producer named Sylvia, Sylvia Massey, who's worked with Johnny Cash, Tool, uh, Chili Peppers, uh, really talented producer, uh, very well known. She heard about our reunion, and oh, I'm going to take a listen to this, this old CD. And she heard it and uh, said, wow, this is still relevant. And she gives uh, gives the machine a call, you know, the Great Is Machine a call, and says, you know, I want to I want to remix this record. I think it's relevant. So then, 
that occurred, and uh, Jason Barnes, the guitar player from the first CD, uh, went out and we played all these spectacular guitar tracks with her, and I heard it for the first time, uh, the Rough Mixes, the other day, and it blew my mind. Yes. The textures that she's doing, it's a whole nother level. You know, it's like, when you listen to, even if it's your own record, anybody else's record, for 20, two decades, and it's one con one way, and then you hear it like this, it's it's awesome. Even, yeah, I don't know how to describe I'm it. I'm excited to hear it. It's amazing. Right on. So when are we going to hear some of this? Is this <laughs> uh, now we're getting into the business. Uh, so there's a lot of great, great things going on. And uh, so all that, we have to see how it un, uh, unfolds from the show. Right. And uh, We'll just follow you guys on online and yeah. social media. And we'll be, t be keeping up. Now, as far as purchasing the tickets, I believe it's Lucky Man Online. Uh, dot com. You could purchase the tickets for the show, and uh, we have VIP packages for uh, you purchase. Well, you get T-shirt. You get you know you get a, a, a T-shirt, some eight by tens, and you get to meet and greet the band. Nice. So a hundred humans will be lined up, <laughs> uh, which I've never had before. I'm just a little, <laughs> I'm a little pebble, a little granule star. Yeah, I'm know? here for the ride, man. Yeah. So <laughs> so that's a cool thing too. Awesome, man. That's that's really cool. When, when did you get the call for this? Uh, you know. It was, uh, I, Two, I'm so old, I have no recall, but I'm thinking like <laughs> two or three months ago. But okay. it just snowballed. I mean, it's it's taken a life of it on a, of its own. On it's just snowballing. Right. I mean, I got fans from Romania to Yugoslavia to countries I can't even uh, pronounce. Chile. You know, talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chile. That's awesome. Yeah. We love our international yeah, Mar listeners. Marianne Ruiz in Chile. Yeah, she's she's. Uh, <laughs> That's a whole nother story. She's got <laughs> and she's got tattoos of aliens and UFOs all over her body. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah she says it's just a natural, normal thing in Chile that they, they even have a name for extraterrestrials. That, that they just yeah, of course they exist. Should I go to Chile and get an alien tattoo? Yeah, I think, dude. I think, so. I think we should do it. You just stay away from Mary. From <laughs> yeah, I got dibs on her. <laughs> <laughs> Might be hard not to find a, a Mary in Chile. I don't know. <laughs> There's not many girls that look like her there, I'm sure. <laughs> right on. <Yeah. laughs> um, well, right now it's 325 in the afternoon on the Saturday, and we are on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. Going Global with Gas Man. is the show. That is Heidi Gad, and my name is Kevin Gassman, hanging out with you until 5 p.m. Aliens is coming up in a minute. Yeah. Um, are you, I, unless we can jump right into it right now, if you want to roll on a, uh, on a on a alien tangent, if you want to get into that, we well, can get into that. You know, the thing is with, with aliens and, and UFOs and extraterrestrials and all this, uh, since I'm a kid, and this is well before my nuts dropped, okay? <laughs> I'm, I remember sitting in, I don't know if it was second grade, at that moment where the teachers, you know, <laughs> like Charlie Brown doing yeah. that whole thing. Um, I'm mean, like, why am I here? What am I? What, I'm questioning my right. existence as a kid. I just was that kind of guy. And once I started learning about planets and universes and uh, solar systems and all these type of things, I didn't even have to contemplate the fact that, who, you know, that we're not only it. Right. I don't even understand how people could think that we are it. Right. I mean, it's impossible. It's not even a question that there's other intelligent life. Now, whether... You know, what they look like and all that, that's a whole, you know. But it's just, I don't even get it. Like, I've just always known to my core. Right. Well, we talk about people defending the Matrix to a certain degree. Right. I just had this conversation today on online on Facebook. I knew another 
little uh. Facebook battle. <laughs> but it was about a plane hitting the Pentagon in 9-11. And okay. on, on 9-11. And, you know, they released a couple frames of photos. And you can certainly tell it's not a plane that hit this, that hit this building. There's no way this plane did the maneuvers it did to become laying flat on the ground to enter the Pentagon the way it entered, leaving only the small hole that it left. And where's what? the engines? And where the where's engines, the right? Wreckage? Right. There's where is it? Nothing. There's no mm. nothing. It was it was a cruise missile. I have no doubt in my mind. Shout or, out to my nephew Max Kuhn out in uh, New York because he's the one that turned me on to lose change. Yeah, yeah. We were just kind of brought that up yeah. before the show started. Uh, that's not why I'm bringing this up. I'm okay. just saying in general, just the conversation I had was like, you know, if anyone defends this, you're basically defending the defend. If you're defending the the story we got from the government if you're if you're defending the the story that says yes these four planes were utilized and these four planes hit one landed in shanksville and the pentagon was hit by the plane if you're defending that story then you're defending the matrix you're defending you know that simple this don't look at anything else this is the way life is you go nine to five work you watch your sitcoms on tv and you know the the weed and the wind story just another weed in the wind wherever the wind is blowing you're just just go along with it. Nothing to see here. Just go along with it. Right. And they don't want you to think of anything else besides that. This is the way life is. I pay my bills. I pay my taxes. And this is life. You have your kids and you move on and then, you know, get married and, you know, whatever. That's the way life is. You know, a lot be. of people are just a lot more comfortable with keeping their life so simplistic and not making right. any waves. Right. You because know? that'll that will rock their the, boat. The Matrix. It rocks the Matrix. Right. And somebody wrote me. He's like, he wrote me back. He's like, oh, the Matrix is a movie. I'm like, bro, <laughs> the Matrix is, you know, it's it's basically what I mentioned. It's it's your nine to five job. It's your sitcoms on TV. It's these. It's this full it's a world of metaphor, fun you. man. Right. And, and so. Yes, man. It just bugs that people are, like I said, will sh- try to deny your th- your thought process on it, your perspective of it, make you sound weird. When it's actually the other way around, people, you know, it, it's a, people are kind of uh, they're intimidated by making waves, and you know, the actual government is just a big machine. Right. I mean, and you know, they just want to go do their nine to five thing, come home, play Monopoly with the wife, and. Uh, but that's it. I mean, that that can't be just it. That's no. There's no way that that is what we're meant to be doing as a species on this planet. I just don't, I mean, do you think? Uh, what I believe from my research and just talking to enlightened other humans, you know, really th- there's a larger, a much larger point here, and that's really everything is connected. Everything is connected. If it, if it is alive from a blade of grass, uh, to your your dog, to your friends, people you've met. We're all connected on this energy, you know. Look at it like this. Where does an artist come get an idea? Where does a songwriter get an idea? Right. Okay, where does that happen? Where does that happen? Because I know I've sat there going, I, know, I, want write a, I want to write a tune, man. Where's that coming from? Now, you have a percentage of that that comes from your influence. If I listen to a lot of, oh, my name is Donna Cash, I'm going to come up with an influence of Johnny Cash. But, at the same time, if you're putting your antenna up and connecting into, you know, connecting to the creativity wavelength that just exists endlessly, boop, you get this idea and you play it. Yeah. You know, and I have like a, a side act out in um, 
in Cali, and the three of us, you know, we're maniacs. We have to discuss it because when you get when your antenna goes up and you get that idea, it can it can just disappear if you don't get it out quick right. enough. Right. And like we battle, <laughs> we go, no, I, I, I got it. You know, we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden we look at each other, and no one came out with nothing because we we're talking about what we're about. to And see. you lost that moment. Everyone lost it. Same right. Thing. But the thing is, <laughs> I usually like to think those moments will, you know, it's like a, a planet floating around the sun. You know, maybe it's there in front of you, but then you got to wait for it to, to make a rotation around your head before it comes. And it comes always back. comes. It, things come back. Right. It's just, sure. right. My point is, I really think, uh, you know, they want. The machine or the matrix wants to keep the masses separated because if we all are on the same page of, you know, a page of, you know, positive, positive energy, good light, positive light moving forward and, you know, not, you know, raping the planet and everything that mm. we're doing. Speaking uh, the truth, not being sarcastic, yeah, just being uh, real. The human race would just elevate, yeah. you know, would be on that one wavelength, but it's so difficult to get, but there's a lot of great people out there that understand this. Cause I, yeah, I think you attract that, you know, whatever you're thinking you'll attract. I have so like, I'll give you a quick story. Uh, I, I was reading this book and, um, back in like 85, I was working at Oz on Ventura Boulevard and I was a balloon artist. I know, I know that place. Yeah. Back in the day, I actually got fired for the <laughs> I way I know looked. That place. Yeah, uh. The owner walked by once to get him out of my window and they eventually fired me. But you're such a great balloon artist though. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah. That's where I learned, you know, <laughs> I faked my way into it too, but that's another story. <laughs> so I'm reading this book and I, I, I forget which one it was. It was about like aliens and different things. Um, but it was saying that, you know, a lot of descendants, uh, they, they think a lot of a lot of you know from Atlantis uh, ended up in L.A. because of the um, you know the artistic thing, everything going in Los Angeles, you know. So I I've, I've been in this book for days, and I'm standing at my counter, and this guy just walks up to the counter. I said hi. He goes hi. He goes, you know, some people believe a lot of descendants from. Atlantis or here in LA Dude. and I said really yeah I know he goes uh huh and he walked away I'm like really yeah I'm not I can't make this stuff up that is very bizarre people don't know if you don't know Ventura Boulevard where Oz is on right yeah it's 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 almost I mean it's a pretty wacky street to not a great extent but it's still in the valley level of wacky yeah right in the valley level it's you know it's kind of our sunset to a certain degree right would you would you would you kind of agree with that absolutely okay so you know it's it's a kind of a vagranty you know space too so i'm just kind of curious if that's he would no he was just a well-dressed normal guy he just popped in and said that and left yeah like like i was you know like my antenna was up and i was sitting there thinking thinking about this book and like somehow oh uh, wow I, I, I can't explain stuff like that mm. dude know? that's weird man yeah they're watching you yeah but i don't know if you think <laughs> if your intent is to you know obviously know more about what that is here comes some guy to cut to verify what you're thinking it just <laughs> verified to me the the whole this level of you you are you know you what you are attracts you know the level of consciousness it's, it's just i don't understand it but i do know if i think hard enough to want to do something i usually do it right it happens so be, i always be i try and really be careful what i wish for like i could you know right wish for a crazy future ex-girlfriend. I don't, you know what I mean? Who yeah. knows what you wish? <laughs> well, well, it's funny. No more crazy were you future talking, ex-girlfriends. You're talking about the, um, you know, every, everyone could be on the same page. We had that kind of conversation before on the show. And we always kind of make that a, an underlying theme 
of what we talk about every week is we want people to get on the same page of like, you know, what really is going on. We all have to ask that question. We all have to, we have, we need those answers. You know, we need to figure out what is going on here. Why are we not being, why, why isn't this a society full of abundance instead of scarcity, which Yod talked about a couple weeks ago? Right. We, this should be, there's plenty for everyone on this planet, plenty for everyone, but we're not living in this way. It bro- we, and we defend it. We defend this, this, this scarcity uh, lifestyle. I have a weird thought on like war even, which, and I don't understand this. They have rules. <laughs> okay. First of all, no shooting in the face. How can you have a rule right. when it comes to killing people and things? Yeah. Who said you can create rules of like, okay, you know, this is against this. You got, it's a war. So if you right. don't like all these things are going to happen to, uh, Family, friends, and everything—the environment. Uh, maybe you should just not have yeah, war. You right. can't oh, make the what rules. What a novel idea! We don't you can't th- make rules. We don't need war anymore. I think yeah. we're we're such a small planet already, as we're figuring out, as as the internet's showing us. I mean, we are closer than we we think, at least. I, I think we're good on our land. I think we're good in what we have to go. We don't need to overtake anybody's space anymore. We're good where we're at. That's so just you know. I, I think it's a level right. of these like these backdoor deals, you know. And it's people wanting a lot more of everything. They just want more of everything. Right. And you know, I watched this great show called The Minimalists, and it kind of. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Like you know, he's like, I only have seven shirts, but they're all my favorite seven shirts now. (laughs) You know, like. We should all be living in that way. It's hard to do because we're bombarded on social media that you 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 have to have certain things. This you want that. I'm, I've whittled my I've, I've had a house before but I've whittled down all my possessions into basically two car loads if I had a move right now oh. I would be two car load move basically and that's that's Which definitely it, below the norm that's way I, I believe it is um, I'd love to get it to be a one car load move to keep as simplistic as possible because you're right you have so much with you and carrying with you it also weighs on your internal I'm on a va- I'm, I'm at a van level just one okay. van. One, oh, I, I, can I can roll do with just, I can do one van. You know? Yeah, but now, most of that is I want more bass. <laughs> the only thing I want more of is motorcycles and bases. <laughs> That's all I want more That's of. That's all you need, man. Yeah. Mace Byers with us here, hanging out with us until uh, you got to take off pretty soon. What time are you going to take off? Uh, about four. About four? There's, there's going to be a, a, a live chat thing I got to do on Instagram at... Uh, at uh, five. Yeah, so you want to tell people where they can find that? And That's uh, the real gray days. Is it, what do you say? Hashtag the real gray days or at? Or it's the, the at sign for Instagram. Yeah, at the real gray days uh, is the Instagram live chat uh, with the members of the band. Nice. So um, now are you guys, you're not, you're not going to be playing before you get this chat going, are you? The chat starts before you even start rehearsing? Yeah, we'll just be loading the gear in okay. and stuff and uh, someone had the brilliant idea to chat. go ahead and do this in the middle of us dragging our gear and hey, hey I'm, I'm well, I'm just curious if, <laughs> I'm curious if it would be better to chat after practice as opposed to before practice starts. Well, if it's I, rehearsal, I think it'd be me. cool to see both. My brain, <laughs> be, my brain's usually scrambled after, after so I think it's exhausted. smarter to do it before when we're all fresh. Right? Haven't uh, you know talked about all these parts from twenty years ago over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, you said I think you said you have an alien story. You maybe a UFO story. Have you ever seen one? And uh, what's you know, we obviously thought we we know what you believe in as far as you know the possibility it's out there. I ha- you know I had. I have this story, and I've told a lot of close friends uh, about this story. And um, okay, <laughs> so you know, when I was growing up, my my mom used to my mom 
wrote uh, read tarot cards her whole life and taught me how to do it. And uh, and she, when I was very young, there was even a Ouija board. Now you know with the Ouija board bef- before I really understood that you got to be careful. You know what right. you what you kind of you throw that antenna up. What you can. You bring positive, negative, whatever you bring in. Anyway, back in the 80s, I had hooked up with this uh, Swedish guitar player, uh, Rick Martinson. And we were, he had a management. We were trying to put together a band. We were writing tunes and uh, uh, doing the couch tour, like in the 80s. You right. know? So I was staying at my friend uh, Betsy's house with him. We were staying there. And we had a Ouija board. And Where? We mess with it all the time. Where was it set? Culver City. Okay. And let me tell you something. Culver <laughs> City. My aunt lives in Culver City. I will City. not live there. I got weird stories from Culver City. Anything, for some reason, that's... If I was to be abducted and mainly <laughs> probed, it'd be because I'm that's residing in Culver City where that mothership was back in the... 50s or something? Oh, the Battle of Los Angeles? Oh, well, my aunt is from Culver City, and she told us an interesting ghost story that happened not too long ago, right right down the street from Fox Hills Mall. Yeah. (laughs) Something about Culver City, like that movie, They Live, you know? (laughs) Put the glasses on. Don't put the glasses on in Culver City because you'll be running for the hills. So we'd be messing with this thing, and, you know, uh, sometimes some chick would be on there, oh, I'm your soulmate, and this and that. And and, all, and all of a sudden, we'd always get this one kind of force that would get on, hey, Mace, blah, 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 blah. And it would, you know, it would say that uh, he was an alien, you know. And Where would you get this message from? On the, on the actual Ouija board. Oh, okay. It would break into other little conversations we were mm-hmm. having, you know. And it would say that, you know, uh, in my past life, it claimed I was like a navigator on a mothership and blah, blah, blah. All these, you know, long story. But this would go on for uh, weeks. Always, I go, finally, one time we were messing with it. Um, it was at night. I said, you know what? If you're real, why don't you like, you know, come down, land somewhere so I can see you, you know, like. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this, Brutus. <laughs> Tango. So, Shitter get off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, well, you know, get in the car and drive to Santa Monica Pier and face the ocean and flash your lights. So I tell Betsy this. She goes, you are not getting my car taken away. You're a maniac. I'm not letting you get abducted. So I go back. Hey, but you won't let us use the car, Mr. Zuton. You know? And, um... He goes, well, just turn the car around and face it towards the beach then at midnight. So we go downstairs. We're at midnight. There he is. You know, Rick is in the passenger seat. I'm sitting there. We're staring up there, and I'm flashing, and we're looking up in the sky. And I'm not fucking shitting you. <laughs> we look up, and we watched one of the zigzag events. This is, this is a... Wow. A, fuck, a fucking light went... What, and he was ecstatic. Me? <laughs> totally freaked out. Because, like, you're not the one that this thing wants to abduct. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He doesn't know you. He knows this me. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> care about you. He doesn't call me by you. name. Yeah, he doesn't he, care he just about called you. my bluff out, man. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care about you. So this goes on a little bit more. So get back. I'm like, is that? He's like, yeah, that was me. You know, the thing, like, almost flies off the board. Craziness. And I stopped messing with it. You know, I, I was totally freaked out. Yeah, I really was. A couple weeks later, I'm in Venice Beach partying somewhere, and there's some like psychic chick that holds your hand and tells you your past lives and things, just hanging out, and grabs my hand. But prior to that, I had a dream that I was at a party. I looked down a hall, and I saw like a reptilian standing there. And uh, somewhere along the line, I remember I got on the Ouija and said, was that you? He was like, yeah. 
you know, that yeah, was the, me. The guy who told you to see the, the fly in the he UFO? Came, supposedly it? he came, this reptilian alien that did the zigzag thing for me at midnight in Culver City uh, came to me in my dream to show me what he looked like, supposedly. Wow. So... Uh, she's holding my hand, talking about oh, gladiator in past life, and that's why you're this and that. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And she goes, oh, I'm seeing an outer limits type creature. Do not, do not. You're not ready to get to go into the light, Mace. Do not. And I'm like, what the, you know? And it, I just had that dream and just talked to this thing, and she had no idea about it. That's so. Never touched the Ouija board again. Mind blowing. Wow. We had like the cops crew people on and he was explaining like how the Ouija board isn't necessarily like what we've all learned, you know, like history of like, don't touch it. It's going to be all like, oh, we could use a piece of paper, piece of paper with a quarter. Like it didn't matter what me and my friend used. Really? Just, yeah. Yeah. We went out to Sedona and Red Rock. We drew like thing on the sand on a rock and, you know. And that was your Ouija board? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with the board. It's you putting your antenna up. You know, and the crazy thing about stories like this that I have, this is like pillow talk for me with chicks. Either they run for the hills, <laughs> right, they run for the hills, or they're like, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you got to say as far as like <laughs> you're interesting? Before we go out for our very first date, we, you, first of all, you have to be cool with aliens. I mean, like you know, this got to be a filter before. And you And I like the role play that I abducted her and get the pro. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mace Buyer from Gray Days hanging out with us. September 23rd is the show at the Marquee. It's a reunion show going on for Club Tattoo. And uh, it's going to be uh, with Catastro. And it's, uh, it's going to be a great show, man. I already can tell. Tonight you get your first uh, rehearsal with the band. I'm excited. All four of my bases I dragged in here from the heat. I'm a- no, I know you did. I don't blame yeah. you. Wow, man. I mean, we have another 10 to go. Maybe a little bit more. If you have another story you want to share. Because we talked before we even got on the show. I was like, listen, how, you know, you're like, what, what, what can I say? What can I say? I'm like, you say whatever you want to say, you know, <laughs> where, where, however far you want to go, whatever you want to put out there, whatever you feel might be necessary for people out there to be aware of. Um, you know, well, I, I have like questions because I consider like I'm a novice. I mean, I just interested in everything, you know, uh, but uh, like. Being in, you know, you, this is like your, your, you know, the gas band's gig and you know, out of your thing. Like, <laughs> like I've looked on YouTube and, and I've had a lot of people talking about this. So what's up with Mars? Ah. Okay, what's up? I've always been fascinated by Mars. Red planet, red's my favorite color. I'm an Aries, um, you know. But what's, what's with supposedly that they have a military base on Mars? What's that all about? What, what do you... Someone has posted something about that as far as right. like they zoomed in on Google Mars or something that it turned out to be this big uh, base already on there with a pickup truck on it. And then somebody, you know, you got to read the comments too. Right. And someone is like, that's a base in Utah. <laughs> you know, that is maybe. Yeah. But, see, that's my only thing is I'm not sure that the information is coming from the telescopes. And then, you know, and maybe there used to be stuff there. I mean, it was a, it's a planet. Right. Well, well the, the information or, or the stuff I've seen is like guys that claim that they were part of, as a kid, part of the military, uh, you know, space military thing and all right. that. You know, but even the, here's another, like, to get off that subject even. Uh, I, I've seen things online uh, talking about the fact that some 
some of the the UFOs or you know things that we're seeing or, or possibly some of the ETIs, the extraterrestrials, are actually just from our future. Right. And that basically what's happened, and the reason why you get so much about the fact that they're creating these hybrids, you know, half human, half what, you know, that is because of, you know, they ruined the gene pool in the future and they're coming back trying to repair it because they got so uh, sterile like sci-fi movies you see where, uh, you know, you're not even allowed to have sex anymore or, you know, it's just all... What do we do to ourselves, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's well, or it's maybe because like some, you know, them kind of a government thing starts trying to control DNA and stuff. Yeah. Well, they, they start, they just somehow... Uh, killed our DNA DNA from just breeding us with test tubes and things rather than the good old fashioned right. like the matrix right you like, know when he's like oh, good old American breed mate you know <laughs> he said um, well it's funny you mentioned the you know space and, and Mars and you know maybe a, a military type of deal going on because a couple stories popped up um, one says U.S. military training space warriors for extraterrestrial conflict, and the other story reads: Secret space war shock claim U.S. Navy fighting intergalactic battle with reptile aliens. The reptilians. So, the reptilians. So the, I mean, there's a whole dealio on you know this battle that's going on already in space that Heidi always mentions. The reason why <laughs> there are chemtrails. Because they're cut. They're you know maybe we would see all this like flashing stuff happening. And they're right. <laughs> covered up so, with chemtrails. You can't see the sky. But according to this, you know, the, there's the Nordics that are helping us in a sense, uh, trying to defend us against these reptilians. Yeah, they're, they're the, the taller, uh, almost translucent, where they have the very white, like white hair, right. and the good-looking Nordics are, right. the, are the uh, supposedly the the good, the, the good Ar- guys. The the, uh, the birth of the ali- the Aryans, I would say. I would say that these are the aliens that got in contact with Hitler. And the Third Reich and all that stuff because you know he had a big influence on the UFOs. I said this before. I was like, I, I the think, bell. I think that's le- right. The bell, right? I think that's a legitimate. I think line you could draw together and say that he was Im- impressed by the Nordics and wanted to create his own race of Nordics here. Do you think that's a possibility? I think it's a possibility. Well, it, that guy was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, of course it's crazy talk. But I mean, you know, I'm sure there's. Uh, well, you know they're doing they they do it with all kinds of things. They want to create the the perfect thing, you know, mm. whatever it is. If it's now, you know, uh, hamburgers that aren't really even hamburgers anymore, right. you know. But as far as that, I don't know. But I I had another thing I've read regarding some of these grays and things like that. That <clears throat> when you're looking at some of them, uh, basically they have. They have the technology to use a genetically built uh, vessel, which is that's basically their spacesuit to walk on Earth. Hmm. So when you see a gray, that's not you know they've they've moved their soul into it and they're like right. you know they're like here, but then they just pop back out of that. It's just it's utilitarian. That's not actually what they look like. I got you. Well, the, the grays, what I read is that also, you know, you have the, uh, two versions of the grays. You have the tall versions. The smart ones. And then the, and the small ones. And the small ones are supposed to be GMO'd by the tall ones. Right. And they are their, they're their little roboty people. The, the worker bees. Worker kinda. bees, right. Yeah. Right. That's kind of another theory of that, too. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> 
Everything's possible here. Gray Mace. days. A- gray aliens. Are there gray days. Anything in gray influence aliens. there? <laughs> the gray. I'm curious, yeah. Is there any influence on the, on the band name? Hey, there's, as far sac- as there's synchronicity in everything. Right, so <laughs> you're going to go back and look at the lyrics of all the songs go, that right. is about aliens. Purple man. flints on vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Flintstone commercial? That's uh, from our song B12. Ah, B12. Nice. I find out you don't need me. Yeah. Purple, st- purple Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> Who our- writes that lyrics and it actually sounds cool? Chester does. <laughs> you know? I thought I knew I heard Flintstones in there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a gay old time. Exactly. <laughs> It was like, you know, rounding it out in circles right, here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got about eight minutes to the top of the hour. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to throw out there. Maybe another um, story, saw something else? or I think I've incriminated, incriminated myself enough. No. I'm just kidding. I got to tell you, though, that story you told was pretty amazing, man. That was pretty... It freaked me out when I it bet. happened. How old um, were you at that time when you when when um, I'm going to say I was in my... I was in my 20s for sure. Okay. You know... And then I had I used to have some weird stuff happening in, in Culver City. I'd, I'd have that whole about that same time period. You know, I lived on the couch because I was a couch surfer, poor musician, and I'd I would wake up with that whole like it's so bright in the room it sounds loud and I can't move and I feel like there's someone in there and you know and I want to say something and I can't say nothing and when I finally can say something I'm like get out of here. Hmm. <laughs> like the first thing that comes out, I'm like get out, leave me alone. Like just comes out of my mouth. I'm like what the? And it only happened when I was in freaking Culver City. It happened at Betsy's house. It happened at Champagne's house. <laughs> the, the titty dance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her house. I used to stay there too. It all, all, and so you I'm, just had an impulse of just get the hell out of here. I don't. Yeah, I will not. It's so stay odd. in Culver City. Well, that's what my aunt Have said. You? Remember, she said yeah. that. She just get out of here. <laughs> was, yeah. She said to the ghost. She saw, but you yeah, didn't see anything. You, the you, just, you just had the impulse I, of saying. Something. I had the feeling, and I thought I saw things, you know. But it was, a, it was so like the, it was so bright, and I don't think I was abducted or anything. I don't know, you know. I'm not saying I'm an abductee, but I'm just, uh, you know, talking about my experience of that. Right. Waking up like there's a presence in a room. I can't move. Right. It's a bright light. Then you light. like can't remember what happened. It's like right there, but you can't grab it. No, yeah. I couldn't. Who knows? You know. I hate it when that happens. Maybe maybe they're like we're gonna add some creativity to this man. So right. We, <laughs> so we can still play bass at fifty two. <laughs> <laughs> We give someone to write about. <laughs> You're not 52, whatever. Hey. They're just your muse, man. Yeah. <laughs> just look at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Mace, thanks for hanging with us, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, um, it's an honor and a privilege, guys, man. Well, right on. Appreciate and that. Heidi, you know, Heidi and I go way back. Well, yeah. we, we need to do this uh, before you guys do the show on, on the 23rd of September at the Marquee is maybe we can get you guys in here and promote it one more time. And Oh, yeah. I'd love to come back. Yeah, for sure, man. And what I'll do is I'll rent a motel in Culver City for three days. <laughs> with a recorder. Yeah, and I'll just sit there and throw my antenna up <laughs> and I'll mess with the Ouija board by myself. <laughs> and uh, if I don't show up, you know what happened. What would you tell someone <laughs> who... <laughs> Who's never thrown no. their antenna up? How would you tell them to get their antenna up? What would you say to someone? It, you know, it's as simple as uh, saying, I guess you could just say it out loud. I don't know. I've always kind of been into music since I'm so young and I want to write my own parts. But uh, it's like just 
I would I, I would like to write a song. I want to write a song. I don't know. I think maybe it's a meditation thing. I don't know. I don't know. I can't even describe how you do something like that. So uh, to I open think, yourself up to Yeah, to open yourself way. up. Right. It, it's. I think people should learn. Meditation is, A, uh, really good for you to begin with. And if uh, you can learn how to calm your other thoughts down, you know, there's, there's ways of meditating. Um, I don't know where it comes from or how I do it. I just know at the time, okay, I'm writing, and beep, you know, yeah. a, a part comes to me. But I just think that's what it is. I know it's not me. You know, I, I didn't, I'm not fi- coming weird. up with that part. How it just like comes out of your fingers and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, it happens to me too. And I, I, I tell you, it. I'm pretty endless when I'm sitting in a room and we're writing. We have a rule, my other band and, and Callie, that, you know, you don't, cannot bring anything to the table you've already written in your house or anything. It's in the room because we write everything together. Mm. And uh, we'll just sit there, let's start a drum part or start this. And I'll just, and just play something. And I'll, I'll they may not be great. <laughs> Some of the things may suck. Uh, but I will, I'll sit there for an hour and come up with something. And it's not something I am stealing. Right. It's just coming from me putting the antenna up. Yeah. I'll come up with a zillion parts. That I never had a problem with you know, creating parts. You know? Well, it's a blessing then to have that talent and just that creativity continuing to flow through you you know I, I shout out to my dad may he rest in peace he had a record store from 68 to 88 and i grew up in a record store so i was you know engulfed with music my he's they divorced when i was about two so my dad would come and visit me once a week and bring me a quarter or something or one time he finally just brought me a record and a record player i said oh bring me another one next week probably another one he goes, <clears throat> he goes well you know records cost money man <laughs> so, do you want a record or an allowance? I go, I want a record rather than an allowance every week when you visit it. And then within three or four records, I go, I don't want to be on, I want to be on the record. Uh, I was like nine years old. I knew what I wanted to do with life at nine years old. Right on. You yeah. know, and that's a thing, a big, a big thing for people to I know what they want to do. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I knew what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm doing what I want now. Again, before my nuts dropped, a lot of things occurred. <laughs> a lot of things occurred. We'll save that story yeah. for the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And Mace, just so everyone it. knows, Mason's like, can I say nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like the priority word. Yeah. Um, one more time, we'll throw out the band site and all that fun stuff. And Okay, we got uh, on Instagram, at The Real Gray Days. Twitter, hashtag, is that Twitter? Well, it's at, I think it's at, at the well. real Great Days Twitter, and we have a Great Days uh, Facebook page as well. And there's a uh, there's a large team working this, and mm-hmm. also uh, I'm personally answering any kind of questions or any comments on the the Great Days Facebook page. I personally go ahead and uh, answer for you and talk <laughs> to you because I like to be involved with uh, all the fans and. Uh, September 23rd, that's right, at the Marquee Theater in Tempe, Arizona. Remember, you can have your VIP VIP tickets, and you get to meet the band, meet and greet, take pictures with all of us. And um, how's that for Clever Clippers? 1995. <laughs> yeah. He might have a future in radio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, might might Might, well i'm gonna leave it to the gas man (laughs) (laughs) absolutely we'll give it a shot next time yeah well and the band too i wanted to point out it's spelled g-r-e-y 
D-A-Z-E. Yes. Perfect. Because, you know, you. those are a couple words. It can be like, well, <laughs> is it this or is it that? Right on. Well, very cool. Well, we're done. Hey, Wallen, thank you so much yeah. for the opportunity. I really appreciate it, uh, Gas Man and Heidi. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, thank next, you. next time you're in town. And uh, I'm off to drag my bases in my little car and uh, get to the rehearsal. That'll be fun, man. Have fun with that. Thank you so much. Peace out. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break at the top. We'll come right back with... Aliens. With Gas. Man. Up in smoke That's where my money goes In my lungs And sometimes up my nose when troubled times begin to bother me, I take a toke and all my cares go up in smoke. <laughs> You're standing on a planet that's evolving And revolving at 900 miles an hour That's orbiting at 19 miles a second So it's reckoned A sun that is the source of all our power The sun and you and me And all the stars that we can see Are moving at a million miles a day In an outer spiral arm at 40,000 miles an hour Of the galaxy we call the Milky Way Our 
galaxy itself contains a hundred billion stars. It's a hundred thousand light years side to side. It bulges in the middle, 16,000 light years thick, but out by us it's just 3,000 light years wide. We're 30,000 light years from galactic central point. We go round every 200 million years. And our galaxy is only one of millions of billions in this amazing and expanding universe. on expanding and expanding in all of the directions it can whiz as fast as it can go at the speed of light you know 12 million miles a minute and that's the fastest speed there is so remember when you're feeling very small and insecure how amazingly unlikely is your birth and pray that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space cause there's bugger all down here on earth And now for something completely different. Is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> Will it blow me away? <laughs> put your seatbelt on, man. I'll tell you that mm. The last time I caught an odor like that was 11 years ago. You gotta tell him silent breed is FIFA! One upper operator. What if I told you I'd take you to a place you'd never been and do something to you that's never been done? You got to check it out, little boogie woogie on your brain. Open your mind real wide now. Kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it? I can hear my hair growing. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Man. In 1966, early in the morning, about 1 to 2 a.m., I was staying there on base, and our barracks were at about mm, 8,000 feet. I heard a lot of commotion. You know, at that altitude, sound carries. Sound carries tremendously. And maybe I should get up and take a look. I didn't really want to, but I got up and took a look, walked up to the main road up near my office, which was the commander's office. I was on the commander's staff, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Evans. And who's making all this noise? So when I got within about 50 yards of the five, four or five people that were standing there, one being the chief of security, they were looking up in the air and I says, gee, they all, their heads are all head, looking at the same direction. Well, I looked up to the west, northwest, and to my amazement, there were lights flashing around the sky, moving at anywhere from what seemed like 2,400 to about 3,800 miles per hour. However, we continued to watch these, these darting lights go across the sky and stop, absolutely stop, come to a dead stop and reverse in an acute angle their direction and then proceed on in sort of, they were traveling so fast that you could almost see a pattern left by, if you are computer people, 
when you move a mouse real quick across the screen, you see a little bit of a tail. Well, that's exactly the way these six or seven craft work. Aliens. With gas. Man. So there you go. Whoa. That is uh, Don Phillips from Lockheed Skunk Works, also a CIA contractor. Oh, he <laughs> <laughs> that was May Spires. Nice. <laughs> so that's a that's a testimony from Don Phillips, Lockheed Skunk Works, and also a CIA um, contractor as well, telling his story of some lights he saw back in the late '60s out in Vegas area. Whoa. Yeah. Well, Vegas is known for some lights. Right. Exactly. You know? There's another clip we'll play from him in a minute too about the uh, other people who who saw and the validity of ha- of what he said. All right. I uh, love witness testimony. Yes, it's very good stuff. Welcome to the program, by the way. The extraterrestrial rock show has begun. I'm Kevin Gassman. I'm Heidi Gad. And we are here for you for the next hour to discuss all things unusual. Yeah, and strange. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all about here, and uh, the the stories that go on. We uh, we were we had a different show last week, of course, but I do want to mention we have a, a fun announcement to make today. Yeah, we do. Actually, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've expanded our audience, and we are now reaching out into a couple stations. In California. Yeah. Along the coast of California, to be exact. Uh, out of San Luis Obispo and Estero Bay, which is Morro Bay. It's 97.3 The Rock. Yeah, I like yeah. to dig that. And then way up north in Sonoma County, California, in Occidental, California, to be exact. It's KOWS 92.5 FM. That's craziness. I know. I love it. So they'll be airing our shows. Now, the difference is, is that up in Sonoma County, up on KOWS, it's going to be on Saturday nights. So obviously they can't get today's show on there. So we're going to be playing some past shows until we get caught up, basically. Nice. And then on Morro Bay on on 97.3, it's going to be Sunday nights at 1030. And again, it will be a past show. Cool. So every weekend, basically, you'll have three different versions of the show you can catch every weekend. (laughs) I think that's cool, you know? That's awesome. It is, because on Monday it gets podcasted anyway. Yeah, and then that way, if you know you missed a show, but you like using the TuneIn ta- platform or whatever, you can totally like catch more shows. Right, exactly. Oops, that's me. <laughs> Damn those videos on online. <laughs> but if you want to follow us, you can always go to our website. It is Aliens with Gas Two S's. And you can follow all of our links to the podcast page, which is on SoundCloud, or you can also find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Uh, Instagram, Google Play. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> uh, that's why I made on our Facebook page, services page. It has, or services. I put all the different places that you can find aliens with gas there. Nice. And how to like get there. Yeah, Just you want that. in there. <laughs> That kind of one-shop stop is what you're looking for is what yeah. we're talking about here. Uh, if you go to our Aliens with Gas page on Facebook or even Instagram, I posted a photo. It was from the Alien blog. Are you, are you familiar with the Alien blog? Um, just a probably, yeah. page they post a bunch of stuff, little different videos. And this this is kind of interesting, I thought. Kind of a rhetorical question, maybe? I don't know. Oh, that one, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's a picture of a guy getting beamed up into a UFO. Right. And the question is, what would you say, basically... What would you hang on? What would you do if an alien beamed you up into its <laughs> ship? 
And I thought about that for a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. There's nothing you can do. They're beaming you into their ship. Right. <laughs> you're you're done. You're they gonna, have you. Yeah. What are you going to be like? Okay, I'm in control now. Right. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Walk around and check out the place. I don't know. Tell right. them to go to wherever. You better be on your, you know, good behavior because <laughs> they're going to get you. Right. So Brian wrote, uh, can you do anything? Uh, Jerry wrote, wrote um, so how fast can this thing go? <laughs> Another Brian inquire about the availability of Arcturian Poontang. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess for some guys it's pretty important. <laughs> uh, Robin put down, I guess, right? Uh, tell him not to wipe my memory so I can remember everything. That's, you know, legitimate. Right. And someone wrote, be happy I didn't have to deal with Trump any longer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jim wrote, me too, making my voodoo doll of him plenty of fun ahead. All right. That's something I don't think I associated with that. <laughs> I think it was, that was a response to the uh, previous comment. Right. Exactly. But that was the Facebook page. And then on, on, uh, on the Instagram, I've got a couple of responses. Uh, Richard said, I'll probably get myself beamed straight back down when I crap my pants with fear. <laughs> <laughs> also legit. <laughs> yes. And Class Rods out wrote, I would ask advice from, from superior beings. And that alien geek wrote, uh, thank you, aliens. That's basically what he said. Thank you for beam, beaming me up, Scotty. Yeah. Some people are just ready to get out, man. Yeah. I mean... That feeling you get, I think, when you're not, you know, I don't know, that feeling that just doesn't seem right, that you know, I don't feel part of the clan. I don't feel part of the rest of society. I don't feel a part of, you know, the mainstream of people's consciousness, I guess, because the mainstream is really, you know, keeping the matrix alive. Right. It's really what it's doing. And I just don't feel like a part of that. And I never had. I think even when I was a kid, and we talked about this before, is I just always had that kind of uh, detachment. Right. To any kind of religious or any kind of um, faith-based type of uh, thought process, it has never made sense to me. Since my whole block where I grew up, I mean, there was Jehovah's Witnesses, we had Catholics, we had Christians, we had Mormons, we had you know um, Jewish people, we had uh, Muslims. I mean, we had we had them all. Right. That was our block. Literally, everyone I mentioned was <laughs> living on our block. We had all those religions represented on our block. And I'm not, I'm not kidding, and that's absolutely 100% true. Well, and I so, think a lot of people, too, like that think the way that we do, or we feel like removed, they don't, they're not like out there, so it's hard for all of us to find each other. So we need to have like a platform. But then if you're into government conspiracies, you'll be like, but I'm not going to put my name on there because <laughs> they know I think outside the box. Right, right. And that's kind of why I always felt always outside the box, never part of the reindeer games, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I always felt like that Rudolph a little bit, you know, what's, what's going on? I just it never felt comfortable. I always felt uncomfortable when going into a place of worship. Right. It always made me feel not, not right. Yeah. And, and Most people, a lot what of is people that? do. You know, is that something that's because I, I'm just not. Maybe it's because we're starting to evolve to not want to be controlled by something and just be free thinkers. Not accept what the story has been told and. And uh, yeah, yeah, not accept that story. Why not? Right. Why not? Why not? Because we don't want to be sheep anymore. And there's a lot of people that are starting to wake up. And I think we didn't get to that with Mace. And if you want to listen to some of that, that'll be on our overtime as well. Mace Byers, who was from uh, Mace Byer, who's from Byers, no plural. It has an S. Okay, Mace, <laughs> Mace Byers from the band Gray Days was hanging out with us, and you know we were kind of getting into this conversation. 
and I kind of held back a little bit, <laughs> you know. But it, it, we we do need to be on that same page. We need to have everybody kind of waking up, and and with the in, with the advent of the internet and social media, you know, that's becoming more prevalent in our conversation, which is what needs to be done. Right. You know, when you see words and you read them, it's, it can make a very powerful impact on you. So when you when you read something that's negative about someone or about something. You know, that try to realize how that affects you, I guess you could say, because it's probably going to be a bad feeling you're going to have. Yeah. That, that negativity that is unnecessary to a certain degree. You know, if we have more of that positivity and people are, are thinking on the same wavelength on that, then yeah, Mesa's right. And things can get done. Yeah. You know, I think so. That's a hippie in me. Right. Well, <laughs> this is a hippie in all of us, I think. My friends call me a hippie all the time. I don't like see it. I'm like, I don't wear patchouli. <laughs> it's true. Ugh, that stuff is gross. You don't wear, you don't wear tie-dye either. That stuff is gross. I'm sorry. I mean, that's just no place to wear in public. You know, wear it at home. Patchouli has no place in public. I'm pretty sure once you put it on, it's just like in your body forever. Well, I mean, for a time period, at least. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, man, <laughs> but it is stank. <laughs> it is stank. I think you that, get some past life association. I think there's a... They there's, drowned you in patchouli oil. <laughs> <laughs> there's a hippie dating website out there. It's called smellyoulater.com. <laughs> and you can search for people like by their by their smell, you know. You is can this s- real? Because I feel like we <laughs> talked about this before, and I'm like, is he kidding? Or uh, Yeah, well, you know, you can search for people's profiles by their smell, you know. B.O. or patchouli and B.O. <laughs> What's your option? Who do you like? <laughs> All right, let's play some music. How about that? Do it. All right, we are the Extraterrestrial Rock Show, broadcasting in Phoenix, Arizona, at 9 o'clock on sun- Sunday nights on 99.1 FM in the East Valley and on 93.9 FM in the West Valley from an undisclosed location somewhere on this planet. We are aliens. With gas is Man. the show. <laughs> And we are also broadcasted, and we are also on 97.3 The Rock in Morro Bay, Sunday nights at 10.30 p.m. And we are also on KOWS 92.3 in Occidental, which is in the Sonoma County area of California. Woo, they got grapes there. (laughs) 92.5 FM and online at KOWS 92.5. KOWS92-5.org nice. is their website. And for the other one, The Rock, you can check out EsteroBayRadio.org for their website. And they have us up there on the schedule Nice already. Yes. I know. Thanks, we're excited. Guys. So we're all over the place now. So I got some really cool tunes to play today. Found them on my uh, playlist. I just searched for the word planet, and I came up with a few <laughs> different songs. And I think we'll get going with some Sisters of Mercy. How about that? Oh, yes. All right. Yeah, see, you ain't but messing around here, you know. Something's playing on my computer. <laughs> there it is. I got to stop that. Stop. All right. We'll just kill that whole page. How about that? Go to Love Live Radio because you know what? You'll never hear this on the radio. Right. <laughs> It'll be cut. Black Planet is the tune from Sisters of Mercy right here. It's the extraterrestrial rock show. Aliens. With gas. Man. After five minutes of watching these things, they all seemed to group up to the west-northwest. They started to come in on a circle. But what I would like to point out is that where they were putting on their display in the north-northwest sky, just directly east of that is what is known as Area 51. Area 51 is a AEC name, okay? Atomic Energy Commission. That was the old name for Atomic Energy Commission. 
We knew it as the Groom Lake Flight Test Facility in the Air Force. And it was where we tested our aircraft at the, after we got the prototype made from the Skunk Works. So here are these, let's get back to the circle in the sky. What they did was coalesce and, and started rotating in a circle and then they disappeared. Well, I thought, gee, this is something that we have to keep quiet. And that was verified by the chief of security. But we waited there and talked it over for a little bit. It seemed like, I think it was an hour. Then came the radar people from the scopes, which were at 10,000 plus feet, came down for their dinner at two o'clock in the morning. And the first person off the bus was a good friend of mine, Anthony Kesar. He said, he was white as a sheet. And he says, did you see that? Yeah, we all said, yeah, yeah, it was a nice display. What a show. He says, we documented them on radar. And he says, we didn't give them clearance. We just, the standing order was let them fly through the radar beam. He says, we documented six to seven UFOs. Now, we don't know who was guiding those, but they were certainly intelligent. And uh, we don't know where they landed because they coalesced and disappeared. So I will say at this point, to keep it short, that I will testify under oath as to what I say is true. And I will do so before Congress. Thank you aliens with gas man and that is another clip from don phillips lockheed skunk works back in the late 60s also a caa contractor talking about the lights in the sky zigzagging back and forth that you know claims of up to 2300 to 3000 miles an hour wow back and forth darting around and just zigzagging and then disappearing into a, a ball basically see if that is our technology Whoa. Right. Because that was in the 60s. The 60s, exactly. And you know, the thing is, is you know, at that point, I don't think we would have time enough to master that, st- that type of technology, right. considering that it was about 20 years after Roswell. Right. So if we're basing Roswell on the beginning of, you know, uh, humanity's, tech- I don't know, technology. Progression. On- yeah. But, you know, if again, if we go back to World War II and, right. and the Nazis and their, you know, acquirement of this kind of knowledge, too. So right. is that where it started? You know, maybe Hard not Roswell. Yeah. You but know. I mean, that doesn't count all the stuff that happened before. <laughs> right. It's hard to say, man. It is hard I mean, to say, but the thing, the fact, the matter of someone like that coming out and saying this, you know, this, right. this, this kind of visual. Yeah, they saw this. They saw this, and not right. just a one person saw it; multiple people saw it. Right, and these are all higher ups as well, as you mentioned. Right. He was on the base when he saw this, so it's kind of hard to deny that. And when you're getting these military men or uh, you know high ranking officials coming out and saying this, I mean, there has to be some validity to it. You have to take them. I think a lot more at their word than some guy who just says, hey, listen, you know, I get, you know, abducted every day and I get sent to the <laughs> hollow earth every day. And, you know, you have to be able to, you know, differentiate, right. you know, the, the crazy story to none. And I think the more we hear about sightings and stuff, I mean, it's the more it seems to be valid. Well, and especially with like the military people, how they're they're waiting to come out and do it. Like, why would they even do that? If they actually, if they hadn't seen something, why would they come out at the end of their careers and be like, hey, this is what I saw? Right. What's the point? Right. What's the point of not? I mean, that that deathbed testimony, you know, maybe it's part of their contract. (laughs) You know, maybe at the end of their their years, they have to say, listen, you know, if you ever give a deathbed conversation, then it has to be this. We're just going to keep throwing them off our trail because you're still 
this is their final loyalty. Uh, more conspiracy theories. Right. The, the final <laughs> loyalty of them to the government is to give a fake deathbed right. testimony. Uh, why can't everyone just be honest? We need all the, the time. we need the lasso of truth. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you, Lasso? Did Wonder Woman have that in the movie? Did you see the Wonder Woman movie? I haven't seen the new Wonder Woman. I haven't either. So. Wonder Woman. <laughs> I don't think that theme's in it. I also asked. What? She doesn't spin around to become Wonder Woman. Oh, too. man. Right. Dude, I had the whole like Wonder <laughs> Woman outfit when I was a little kid. <laughs> I spun all the time. I, I was thinking about doing a little spinning around, you know, like a little like <laughs> to support Wonder Woman. You know, everybody should do the, little, the Wonder Woman spin. Yeah. But I was thinking if I did that, I'd, I'd have to wear two different outfits and I'd have to edit together so it'd make it look like I changed into something. And Oh, no way, dude. <laughs> I got ideas for this and make it way easier. Oh, do you? I'd, well, yeah, dude. You just have like some absurd outfit on below and you're spinning and ripping. <laughs> and it's going to be so funny. I think so. <laughs> I <love> spinning and <laughs> ripping. Be- Horrible and embarrassing, but awesome. We need to be the BS meter. You know, we need something out there that can tell the tone of your voice when you're lying. You know, I, I what oh, if we yeah. if we have that kind of technology, that'd be something I think. You know, it would never fly in poker games, but <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but I mean, like, at least you can't take this. If in. you can have the you know the BSO meter, that would just <laughs> the de- BSO meter. <laughs> yeah. That would just ding when someone says, you know, that they're full of it, you know? I mean, I just, I feel like, you know, a lot of people, you can tell when they're lying. You can tell by their body, uh, right. their body motions, uh, maybe the way their eyes move or the way their, even their eyebrows move or the way their ears move. Something, there's always something telling. Well, and there's the pupil dilation trick, too. Oh, is there? You look at people. Yeah. Okay. You'll have to look it up. I'm not going to so give that, it away unless a, you really want to know. Right. So that's another one they got to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But there needs to be something to identify the lies right. that says, all right, you're just BSing. It's like, you know, the weird chemical in the pool where if you pee, it makes a blue ring around yeah. you. <laughs> that's bull. That's that's I know. Totally. <laughs> I always want to test that out. No, you don't have it in here. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I remember, like, teacher, because we had a pool at my junior high, and the, the PE teacher would always be like, you know, you guys pee in the pool. It's, you know, I'm going to get this ring. Don't do it. Like, especially to the boys. Right. It was always seemed to be the boys that were the ones is. that would do it. And so, of course, there's this dude. We're all standing there on the other side because they're on that side and it split. Did it really turn blue? No, it didn't. But he's announcing that he's taking a pee. <laughs> and so all the girls in the PE class are, like, running away because, you know, they're the little divider. <laughs> boys on this side, girls on this side. Right. <sighs> <laughs> Butthole. <laughs> I don't remember that kid's name, but if I did, I'd say it right now. Um, <laughs> maybe we can like do a, a speech pattern, you know, record the audio and then run it through. And then if it picks up any kind of awkwardness, that would read it out like a lie detector test. Right. If you can like have a lie detector test lined up to just the audio tracks coming in. <laughs> but then you get the people who are like so believing their lie, like that wouldn't work. Or they're just great actors and actresses. There is that, right. And I think you're right. If, unless you are like maybe, uh, you know, wired, you know, your skin's wired to it. That adds a little more of the <laughs> intimidation factor to it. But if you're a really good sociopath, you'll be able to you'll, pass it. <laughs> that's right. There's really no true test of what you're saying. Right. On the lies that we might be hearing, who, who knows if they're true or not. Yeah. Well, um, I wanted to bring up on the uh, subject of lies... Uh, Michael Huntington, who's uh, you know he's in the UFO community. He he knows stuff. 
talks about stuff. He's talking about UFO reform, and uh, he had put this photo out. I put it up on our Facebook page. Uh, it was like last year he did it, and it was hoax alert. Like, because you know how saw that. yeah how we get it's it's frustrating because when there's a video of an event and here some of them are real and some of them are not real <laughs> maybe it's real or maybe it's make believe <laughs> but anyway so it's annoying because of <laughs> the, the CGI like if why are people i mean it's cool if you want to make movies and use your special effects to make the movies go right ahead i love movies but when i'm looking up stuff on the subject and someone's captured an event I want to have to stop going, oh, did someone just CGI that because they're trying to, like, I don't know, get likes or whatever? Like, who cares? Like, it's just another misinformation yeah. type of video out there right. throwing people off. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So he, you know, it's just annoying, I think is my point. I got off tangent. Sorry. But he made this uh, hoax alert photo picture thing that if it's a hoax, like, you go and put it in there in the comments or whatever for the video. Most of it is, you know, there's that one video where the spaceships, I think it's supposed to be in Colorado, and the spaceship's up in, in the sky, and it, it looks huge, and then it just, the square opens up above it, and then the spaceship goes inside the square. Oh, you seen this? I've seen it, yeah. And it's like, ooh, wow. I'm like, really? There's a guy videotaping this. Are you telling me this guy is not going to say one word at all that he sees this? Right. There's nobody else. There's nothing in the background of the noise going, what? What is that? I mean, are you kidding me? There's a video I'm going to post on the Facebook page, and it's really cool. It's from, uh, it's from I think, from Florida. And it shows these lights dropped from the sky, mm-hmm. one big one, then it drops and splits into five. I think we've all seen this before. Yeah. And this is the one we talked about with, I think, with Yod, wasn't it? Where the one drops from the sky, then it splits off into five different things. Oh, the one that happened in Tempe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of this because it split off into different, like, four or five different lights. And then they, they, as they were dropping, they stopped, and then they gathered together and then moved over to the right. east or west, wherever it's moving to. Yeah. Which is like, holy crap, man. Yeah, this is really, And it's at, at a baseball game, and you can hear people, you know, hey, what is that? You know, what is it? You know, you can hear the people responding to it. My point being is that these other fake videos where they're, you know, somebody's hand-holding a camera, and they're showing this amazing, weird footage of a UFO, and there's not a peep coming from anybody in that video. Right. That's a big telltale sign it's a fake. Because even if I'm filming an event, I'm like, what is that? (laughs) Okay. Or I'll be like, okay, I'm trying to get it in there, guys. Like, I'm talking to, like, nobody who's listening. Right. Well, remember when I asked Yod, I was like, on a couple couple weeks ago when we had the Sarah Robinson band on, it's like, when you see this, did, like, your your animal instincts kick in? Did your, your, your natural... being a human go what the what is that you know I'm going banana because I think when you see something like that something really bizarre and different in the sky you will know it and you will know it and you'll respond in a natural way that I I believe you know unless you're used to seeing UFOs disappearing into square white spaces in the sky how many things in nature okay so let's give it the benefit of the doubt for a second that maybe it's uh Real. Probably not. But how many things in nature, if this was a porthole opening up, (laughs) that was for Kevin. Thank you. Um, (laughs) 
it's not going to be square. Like, seriously, think about it mathematically for a moment. I mean, not you personally, Kevin, but like, <laughs> just think about it. Like, things in nature are not square. It's not going to, like, a portal isn't going to open up right. for the scene to go in and out. It's just not, it doesn't make sense to be right. square. If they had made it in an odd, like, you know, oval, circular shape, it's energy. Right. <laughs> like a little up. tornado or something. Right, or yeah. Or <laughs> it's like, you know, it's something? opening right. up. It's not going to be like, <laughs> like, come on. It, 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 and again, being in a neighborhood and, and not again, just not hearing anybody else with a, a natural reaction to it right. is kind of what throws me off a little bit. Yep. All right. Let's uh, play a song. Do it. All right. So I found a few songs. And like I mentioned, I am excited to find them because I searched my computer for the word planet and a few other songs popped up and Radiohead was one of them. So why not? Love Radiohead. Planet Telex mm. is the tune. I heard that. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> With gas. Man, I love Radiohead. Yes, Planet Telex. Man, I can listen to them all day long. <laughs> they could be a soundtrack for our show, there's no doubt. We can do yeah. a whole like show of just Radiohead songs. Yeah. We don't play a whole lot of songs on the show. We are an hour long, is probably why. If we were right. a little bit longer, we can play a few more songs. We don't want to spend too much time with the music, but we do a couple songs every show. Sometimes we even do one long song. Yeah. So if you have any requests for songs that are alien-related, space-related, or just kind of with the theme of what we're talking about, you can always hit us up with our, with our email. Uh, awgradio at gmail.com. Yes, or just find us at our website, which is alienswithgas.com. With two S's. And there you go. That's the way to get. Best way to get a hold of us. Follow us on Instagram, on uh, on Twitter, Facebook. Yes, and we have our podcast pages on SoundCloud. So we would do that. I release it on SoundCloud on Monday, and then it gets connected to all of our other outlets, which are uh, Google Play, TuneIn, uh, iTunes. <laughs> He's loving Go it. go go! <laughs> Try get Stitcher, Blueberry. I, I need a list of this stuff, dude. It's just too many places. There are. There's a lot. Player FM, and we're also on CastBox. Because, you know, not everybody likes one certain area, and then that's sure. all it is. But I also found out that SoundCloud is having issues, so we um, might have to find another place, which is going to bum us out, which means we're going to start over with our new... Well, on TuneIn Radio, it has a whole bunch of them. If you type in our name, did you know that? We might be able to keep on TuneIn Radio. Yeah. Right. I just got to make sure we kind of keep that feed in. And with all the other places, we'll have to keep those feeds mm-hmm. rolling. But if we lose SoundCloud, it's because SoundCloud goes down. Right. Oh. Yeah, we got to figure yeah. that out. Well, we will we'll always try to figure that out. Uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. By the way, if you are on 97.3 The Rock in Morro Bay, we do appreciate you guys hanging out with us there. And if you are listening in to us at KOWS, and that is 92.5 FM in Occidental, thank you for tuning in there. California. That's right. We're, we're going up the coast of California. We need someone in San Diego. We need to go up in Oregon and Washington, and then we can do our coast up our, yeah. our trip up the coast. Then we'll visit. We will make a tour for sure, and we'll drive up and do a little stop-off everywhere we go and do the show, a little bit of the show each way. Yeah. Sounds good. I love that idea. I like vacations. We'll bring the extraterrestrial <laughs> rock show to you guys out there. So if there's anybody who uh, wants to host us, please contact us. We'll be more than happy to do a show right in front of you guys, a live studio audience, a live living room audience. We don't care. Yeah, because we did a live show last week. It was super fun. Right. Well, yeah, we, we recorded it live. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which is kind of an oxymoron anyway. Well, you know. Recording live. Well, even when you're in a recording studio, a live recording is not multi-tracking. Right. 
if we want to get like definition specific. <laughs> exactly. All right. So you posted a, a funny po- picture on our Facebook page, which oh. is funny with the aliens on strike, basically. Yeah, from uh, uh, oh my gosh, I just forgot the name of the studio. Close Encounters. Close Studios. Encounters. I was like, it has to do with aliens. <laughs> so yeah, so that guy that does the uh, cartoons for Close Encounters Studio is hilarious. He has so many ideas. I just I love his stuff. Well, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I dig it. They're they're protesting they're Occupy protesting. Earth. Occupy Earth. Uh, Abduction is a right. <laughs> Down with gravity. Yes. Gray pride. <laughs> Chewbacca for president. Yes. And free Area 51. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find that. I'm sure we can maybe repost that on our Instagram page too. Aliens with gas there and on Twitter too. So we kind of keep it as easy as possible. Yeah. So where are we at now, Heidi? We have about, it's 444. Well, I was I've been looking around on the interwebs, and uh, you know I love Open Minds TV too. We had um, Alejandro Rojas. Yeah, he was on, on a couple times. Very first show as we rebranded on on the Voice America channel. Yeah, um, he or Open Minds posted. I think it's actually the Roger Marsh uh, wrote this article. Who's a he's a big with a MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, if right. you guys are not familiar with that. Some people will report their things there. There are several places to report them, though, too. But he's uh, he wrote this thing. It just happened in June. This aviation mechanic unable to identify sphere-shaped object. So here we have a dude who works on aviation stuff. Like, they keep up on it. There's, like, Tests they have to do, they have to like, you know, keep getting certified and whatnot, make sure they don't forget stuff and learn all new things. And here he sees this object, um, and there was, he's, at some point he says that there was a couple of them, and he can't identify it. And he got a video of it and got a photo of it. Pretty interesting. That's all I'm saying about it. Yeah, we'll post that story, too. I will. So there's that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking up through the uh, emails we got here, or some of the messages. What we'll do is we'll pass some stories on back and forth uh, on our Aliens page and kind of pick and choose what we want to uh, read about So, or talk about here. And we talk about maybe it's real. and uh, Maybe it's make-believe. Uh, <laughs> Not singing it. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like Pinecrest Lake, California has found a dead Bigfoot, and the picture is just basically a body of, uh, of with covered with a white tarp, and like maybe some red kind of blanket there. Well, that narrows it down. I know. Just saying, like, can't you just lift up? Just let us see it, <laughs> if it's true. If you're going to say it's a Bigfoot, then at least let us see it. What's the harm in it? Seriously. There's a lot of people who've seen that stuff. They'll be like, yeah, that's what I saw, or no, that's not what I saw. It's a hoax. It could be a hoax. It could just be a really big dude with a lot of hair. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a Bigfoot. Why only one photo? Oh, good point. Where are the other photos? Where's the video? Come on. I mean, really. I know, right? At least take a picture of the foot. At this age, at this time of our society with phones and technology, one photo of a body that's covered in a white tarp does not say it's it's a Bigfoot. Yeah, oh, man. See, that's that's. I'm not buying that story, man. No. All right. So, <laughs> if you have any stories you want us to talk about, hit us up an email too, and we'll we'll decide if it's uh, if it's uh, if it's real. <laughs> maybe it's real, <laughs> or maybe it's make believe. Sorry, I missed that one. You did miss that one. <laughs> 
So, two, there's this um, an author I just connected with on Facebook. I'm hoping he's going to come on the show, Mark O'Connell. He just wrote a book called uh, The Close Encounters Man. Um, it's called The Close Encounters Man? Yeah, and it's... See, it looks really interesting. I'm hoping he'll send me a digital copy so I can read it. I would not share it, of course, Mark, just saying. Um, but it's got all this... Uh, it's about the search of secret information... Or it's the information from Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who has a whole bunch of information. So it's like this whole super detailed book, it sounds like. I haven't read it. But I've, the reviews a lot of people are giving it are like, yeah, this is good. And he's already getting, he posted this one thing where he's getting like these weird uh, phone call from no somebody who called themselves nobody that said they read his book and asked him to search for some more secret information. And then hung up hmm. and it was his cell phone so that's really weird so maybe this guy like hit on something you know what I'm saying right so I want to read this book it looks <laughs> good I'll we, get back to you guys on that <laughs> yeah we'll definitely have and to and hopefully we'll get Mark on because I think he'd like it here well, there's so <laughs> much information out there online and it's hard to decipher what's going to be real what's not and you know for the most part I would say it's mostly not real, you know, just to kind of stir you up a little bit and a lot of websites posting stories yeah. and, you know, just do your best, uh, you know, deciphering on your own just to determine what you think might be legit or what not, might, what might not be. But, you know, pay attention to the red flags as well. Like we mentioned, you know, if there's a video of something and there's, and you can hear something, but nobody's wowing it or nobody's going, what the hell is that? Right. That's to me is a big uh, red flag. Yeah, and just take it with a grain of salt, but always look up. Because I've seen lots of stuff looking up, and lots of people I know have seen stuff. It seems like most of my friends that are my close friends <laughs> have had strange experiences. Maybe that's why they're your friends. Right. <laughs> but I've never had a strange experience. <laughs> that's what's weird. Well, when's my strange experience going to happen? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll happen when we're going up the coast to visit all the new radio stations we're on. Right. <laughs> that I can totally dig on that. Um, we're hanging out with you. It's about 10 minutes before we get out of here, and then we're back next week. Uh, next week, we're going to have a band called Vex hanging out with us. Oh, cool. Yeah, V-E-X. And they have an album called Vitriolum out there, and a couple long songs on the album. They're very progressive rock. Um, a little tool nice. meets kind of, um, you know, I don't know why I don't say Radiohead too much, but it's a little spacey. They kind of, you know... Hard rock, but mixing in a little bit with the, you know, might lose your exit type of sound. Right. And songs that are just going a little bit long. I love long songs. Yes, that's what we do. We don't like, we don't want you to miss your exit on long songs, but. Everyone used to get mad at me when I put quarters in the jukebox and pick like, uh, when the music's over by the doors. <laughs> why would they do that? Because <laughs> it's like 13, 14 minutes long. I know, but why? I would like, I would love to. It's more bang for your buck. I know, I love the doors. That's what I'm saying. Whenever I'm at a strip club, I always ask for the long song. Right. The end. The <laughs> yeah. end is pretty long, too. It's not really quite the one you want to have a stripper for, though. Um, I wouldn't know. Well, you know, with all the times I go to strip clubs. Oh, somebody's playing. Dude, your computer is possessed today. Dude, everything's down. It is. Oh, my gosh. I think it's my computer. Oh, is it your computer? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was your computer. It's possessed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what happened. 
I don't know either. They just broke in. I want to look at my paper here real quick. As you can tell, this is a we a little long today. By the way, if you're you know if you're listening in on our podcast, we're going to include with Mace Byers from Gray Days, a band uh, that is a reunion reunioning on, uh, <laughs> on September twenty third, <laughs> and that'll be on the podcast. So and, yeah. I'm looking forward to dropping that out because people want the podcast to be a little bit longer, right? So we're going to get a nice you know extra stuff on this one here today. So. Hang tight for that. Um, let's go around the stuff I wrote down in my paper. I want to make sure we get to iceberg. That thing fell off of Antarctica. The, that big that big piece of ice fell off of Antarctica. The when? size of Rhode Island last week. Oh, it actually finally did. They yeah, were they saying said it was going to. It but. legitimately like broke off and snapped off. Yeah. Now it's kind of at the tip. Where the bottom of South America is, where Antarctica kind of reaches. So right. it's in that area up there that broke off. And now it's going to be floating around. They say it's the size, at least the amount of the ice that is on this iceberg can fill Lake Erie up. Whoa. <laughs> I know, right? Dude. Right. So they're not going to see instant you know, sea level rising right, right away with this. Right. It could take a while. And it's going to also be damaging to you know, sea travels and and routes and that the ships have to take. So it's going to be very interesting how this Whoa. is going to impact a lot of... Uh, well, and when these so when these icebergs break off, do they ever like refreeze? Because you know how like even the North and South Pole they have you know seasons sort of where it'll kind of melt, but then it'll kind of freeze back up again. It's just like at the upper side of the North American continent, you know. Right. Um, I wonder if any of those icebergs ever refreeze, or I guess I don't know if they could if they float all the way. Up. Depends away. on which where they go, right? Like if this thing decided to go back south right. and go back into Antarctica, you know, just maybe you know stick in one of the bays down there, and then you know best case scenario, I guess, right? Yeah, refreeze. Or yeah, just yeah, <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> Look, what I'm hoping happens. It's not going to refreeze if there's global warming, right? Yeah. I'm just, you know, trying to think positively over here. <laughs> <laughs> my, my positive is like thinking is that once this thing breaks off, you know, they're going to hopefully reveal something else that's going on. Right. Yep. <laughs> there's that too. That's what What's got. under Antarctica? Exactly. What's inside Antarctica? Why is it frozen? Did the aliens freeze it? I went to Google Earth. I was checking out some spots on this planet. And, you know, you can rotate the planet while you're looking at it and everything. Right. It's you, pretty cool. You can't rotate top or bottom. You can't see the top of Antarctica, and you can't see the top of uh, of the Arctic. Hmm. It won't let you spin like rotate that way. You can only rotate three hundred and sixty. Well, I mean, you know, right or left, I should say. Right. But the top and the bottom, or the <laughs> you can't see. That's weird because even if okay, so they're imaging. You know, like the way the satellites go to take the photographs, they go a certain way around the planet. Like it's called an orbit. <laughs> Yes. So as they're orbiting around, I don't know if they're actually going over the other side or if they're just like going, but then the earth tilts a little bit. It's very perplexing because they should be able to put everything together to make that 3D imaging, the little button to where you can see everything. Right. So why don't they want us to see it? They don't. And the top of Arctic is, is also like not nothing there. I wonder if that's where aliens live. Well, you know, we talked about that being the holes in the planet, mm-hmm. the top and the bottom. Again, now we're never going to see that. Us as regular people are never, ever. I mean, for the majority of us on this planet, I'd imagine maybe um, 0.00000001% <laughs> uh, 
and I'm like just loosely going on. <laughs> I don't know how many that is. I think no, you said ten zeros. That they know what right. it, at the bottom of the top of the so earth look like. What we need is one of you guys that are the non regular people, and you probably have a lot of money too. When you go and fly over there, take some photographs, put them <laughs> up on social media. We won't tell. Right. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> we won't promise we won't tell. <laughs> you can go under anonymous. All right, we're out of no here. No one knows. All right. Um, anything else on my list I want to get through here? I don't know. Iceberg. Former NASA engineer tells about nine-foot-tall meeting with alien. Yeah, I heard about that one. I mean, we'll get to that another time. Yeah. Then there's like this planet that is way, way that they've actually found out at the edge of our uh, solar system. Planet Nine. They're calling. They're calling it. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. Cool. Maybe there'll be more info. Uh, tonight, if you're in the Phoenix area, Sarah Robinson Band has their CD release going down. If I cannot fly. At uh, Last Exit Live. Yes, it is. Uh, Let me sing is the album. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Robinson Band.com, S A R A Robinson Band.com. They're going to be Facebooking it live tonight. So if you want to be a part of that, go for that and, uh, and have fun tonight online. Yeah, and they were just on the show a couple weeks ago. Right. So you want to find that one. That show is on our archive page. Now, the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel, the home of the show where we start it all off and we record everything for the radio play. That is on VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. And you can always Google the Going Global with Gas Man program, which is the two hours that you listen to. The second hour, of course, is... Aliens. Right, with gas. Man. And, and then you can listen to all the full show, the full two hours with the interviews and all that and all that fun stuff. And then SoundCloud and the radio is just the alien show only, edited down to make us sound a lot smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Today has been a little bit of a, you know... It's hot, man. It's like one eleven out today. I know. I know. It's painful. It's all good. I think let's get out of here. And plus Mace left. So <laughs> I hope you're having fun at band practice. Yeah, if you want to hear the Mace Byers <laughs> interview, that'll be on the overtime on SoundCloud. And maybe I'll cut up a little bit for the radio. Maybe we could splice a little bit. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but we'll figure it out. You'll do it. All right, Heidi. Thanks again. Thank you. All right, you guys out there. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for listening in and for tuning in. We'll be back next Saturday with the band Vex hanging out with us here. Starts at 3 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. This is the Extraterrestrial Rock Show. Aliens. With gas. And thank you and keep watching the skies. Look! Look! Look!
landing, man. 